0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I am Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode
1: is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Are you leaking breast milk in between feedings? Now you can collect that milk rather than throw it away in your breast pads. And today's episode is also brought to you by Solid Starts. The Solid Starts Bundle is a collection of guides and videos that answer all of your questions about introducing solids and uh you will hear more we'll all hear more from our sponsors <laughs> later but you can go to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page and see if you can give them any of your business if you need anything um and see if you can give them your business because this podcast makes our this po- these sponsors make this podcast possible is what i'm trying to say <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while you're there you can scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week and also while you're there check out our shop page because that's where we have all of our merch our awesome two-star review shirts um horribly <laughs> somewhat informationable f- somewhat informational somewhat Horribly offensive. That's just my favorite. But there's all yes. kinds of there, them there. Check out that. That also supports the podcast. Um, and uh, now Diane has our review of the week.
0: I do. Before I do our review of the week, I just want to mention real quick. Um, a colleague of mine uh, wrote this really cute breastfeeding book. And it's oh, yeah. out on Amazon now. I just wanted to mention it because it is adorable and it's called This Book Sucks Feeding Your Baby Shouldn't. And it's like super easy. It's got great illustrations in here, um a lot of informational stuff and it's just it's a great great book um for breastfeeding. And I know that there's like lots of breastfeeding books out there, but a lot of them are like your baby should be doing this, your baby should be doing this. And that I just can't get into those, you know? Like all the babies are different. So this is more informational, informational. Um It's 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 actually very informational, not like our podcast it, that's somewhat
1: informational <laughs> and also somewhat horribly offensive. This book is right. not horribly offensive. It it's is just not horribly, horribly offensive. informational.
0: Yes. All information, all different, you know, different things that you need to know when you are starting your journey with breastfeeding a newborn. So if anybody is interested, uh, because who doesn't need another book to read? Because, I mean, you got to have them (laughs) around, right? Like you just got to have them around. So this book sucks. Feeding your baby shouldn't. It is, it's adorable. Like you, you're going to love it. Um, And our review of the week, which, oops, I just pulled it up and then I closed it out again. Here it is right now. I got it comes from our iTunes, information with a smile. How much do I like this podcast? I ran my first postpartum 10 and a half months, 5k while listening to it. The information (laughs) and affirmations are great and it's just repetitive enough that if you are binging it to sink into the postpartum haze. What's great is how much it encourages feeding individuals to adapt what they need into their lifestyle. So first of all, she listened to us while she was running. I am a runner. Abby's a run- Well, I was a runner. I'm old now. Yeah. But Abby... <laughs> I'm a sitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Abby goes, I'm a sitter. I'm a but sitter and then I, I left at my own joke. Like, I can't... I can't... <clears throat> excuse me. I can't... Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. When I was doing races like that, I don't think I could have listened to me talking. That would no, have me. No, I have to listen to, like, the
1: most obnoxious banging music. Yeah, Otherwise so I, I give
0: you, like, I am so honored right now, coming from a, somebody who's done many 5Ks in her life. Like, I am very honored that you chose to listen to us during that. And first of all, doing it at postpartum is not an easy feat yeah. at all. So, you're amazing for that. And thank you for listening to us. We so, and for leaving us a review on top of it, too, makes us feel a little bit better yeah. about life in general. So, Yes, I'm coming off a COVID haze, so... Um, yeah, I was going to say, can we talk about what's me. going on
1: with you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Diane got I COVID. Know. I did. My well, whole house I got did. It pretty much. But
1: It took... Uh, we still haven't gotten
0: it. Oh, you're so lucky. It's,
1: I feel like we're the last ones. The last ones standing. On the planet, probably, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and we have another we-
1: another family that we hang out with who hasn't gotten it either. We've been, like, really... Of all, you know of all the people, we were really, you know, we were really quarantining. We were really being careful. And we still kind of, I don't know. I, I, at this point, I think we've just have been lucky.
0: I don't know. like, And that's what I was thinking for a while. I'm not like trying to like, make it sound like you're going to get it. But um, like, because I was exposed so many times, like really closely exposed. Like my son had it in spring and he lives in our house and none of us got it. Yeah. He was the only one. And then I was like in a car with people that tested positive. Three days later, I was like, you know, I worked at a, I worked at a doctor's offices for God's sakes. Like, (laughs) I mean, come on. And then like, we just ended up, we don't know where it even came from. Like we haven't been in close contact with people really. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We don't know where it came from, but my husband, me and my daughter all had it in the last week, and we're still like I'm still technically quarantined, so I haven't been yeah. out of my house in like days. I haven't showered. I haven't bothered like just <laughs> you know. I'm like I don't yeah. know. We were we were actually we were walking the dogs last night, and I was like, "Have you showered lately?" And Tom was like, "Yeah, a couple days ago. How about you?" Like, yeah, I think it was a couple days ago. <laughs> like we're pathetic right now. So yeah, no, well, so yeah. So.
1: nobody wants to shower so when they're sick.
0: I know, right? So, still a little hazy, but and my poor daughter. Just, I think she's just been sleeping for like five days. But,
1: oh, you
0: know, oh, she you has it the worst. Well, I think it's more of like she. Well, she never gets sick, so I think she was just miserable because uh, of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just more like I hate being sick. She missed a week of work, you know. Just yeah. she hasn't seen her boyfriend. She got her period on top of it, which made her even more yeah. miserable. I know. She was like, this is the worst. Now I got my period and I don't feel good. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, that's, that's no good. I'm sure the world wants to know that. But um, it's, yeah. So now we're past it. It was the very first time that I ever did a COVID test. So. Oh, really? I have gone, yes. Wow. I've gone two and a half years without having to stick that thing up my nose. And then I had to because. Pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we are going to talk about, now that y'all know my health history. <laughs> um, that's we what we're here going, for. I know, right? Everybody's we, here We too. are here for
1: a little bit of entertainment, you know, because yeah. especially this, not to cut you off, but the the topic of this as being nighttime feeding, I've been thinking about this lately, like how many people listen to us at night? Oh. Like through yeah. the night. I, I don't, our podcast comes out, it is Published at 2 a.m. Monday morning, uh, 2 a.m. Eastern time, and I wake up at I don't know six or seven Central. And when I look, I always that's always what I do. And the first thing in the morning is I look how's the you know is the podcast up? Is it did it all work out? <laughs> did it yeah, all? Yeah, that's what I do too. Did cause I'm it like, it like, <laughs> worked out. And, like when we were sleeping. Um, and there's usually around 800 downloads. And that's a lot.
0: Yeah. And all of and that just was just, in the
1: middle of the night because mm-hmm. I'm just waking up. So all of those people that downloaded that it's in the middle of the night.
0: And I mean, well, in other parts of the world, it's more morning probably or daytime. Well, Yeah. But-, but
1: I mean, most of our listeners are in the U S yeah, I think so. And, and you know, but any if you think about it, people that have people who are nursing and have young babies, you're up at night. Yeah. You know, and I mean, listening to a podcast. Well, like that's that's like a especially one that's like about what you're going through. Like, I think that that's probably a really nice thing to do. I wish I had, had that. I didn't I know. I, I mean, I'm sure podcasts existed, at least with Exley, but I didn't. I don't know if there was a consistent one out there that was really talking about what, what, I, was, what I was going through. And so anyway, my point is. If you were listening to this at night. It's rough. I know it's rough. I've been there. I've been up many, many, many nights. Um, And you'll get through it, and you're doing great. And just bend down and give your baby's forehead a little kiss for me.
0: I know. I remember working with um, this great lactation consultant years ago, and she, she had said, she goes, I used to love those nighttime feeds. She goes, the whole world was quiet. The baby was just like... More, you know, a little bit more settled and, yeah. you know, not overstimulated. And, you know, I, we were the only people like in the world, it felt like. She goes, and I, I loved that. I thought it was really, you know, I mean, if take away like the tiredness and the wake up in the middle of the night, yeah. but if you could appreciate, you know, for what it is. Um, I remember with my kids, I would get up because I wasn't comfortable nursing in bed. Like, and I've heard other people say that too. They're just not like, especially if you don't have like a, where your bed is, if you don't have like a, you know, headboard or you don't have lots of pillows behind you or like a big setup. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just got up and got out of bed, went, you know, went downstairs with the kids or whatever and would watch Nick at night when Nick at night was a thing. And (laughs) I'm sure nobody remembers Nick at night because I'm super old, but it was like, um, Nickelodeon would play all these old, like not old, but just reruns of these TV shows. Like, um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and, oh, you know, like yeah. stuff like that, you know, and mm-hmm. I would like sit and watch an episode while I fed the baby. Um, so that was kind of like my thing. And I almost like not looked forward to it, but it was a really quiet time of day. Yeah. Especially if you have other kids, it's like you're not being interrupted for something. You know, you know, nobody's asking you for anything other than yeah. this little baby that needs you for, you know, feed in the middle of the night. Like, it's just kind of like... You know, I mean, you yeah. just got to make the best of it, and we're not like that's not what this this episode is not about. Like, okay, say, so you have to get up. I was going to say this you know. this episode is not about how
1: wonderful nighttime feeds are. This is not no. what it's about. It's a, quite no. the opposite because we understand. Also, we've all been there. We we know. Yeah. We but one more thing about that is like, if you can find ways to appreciate it, certainly that's going to make things a little easier. But I had a friend who, um, he had a baby, and. I was talking to him. It was like, maybe the baby is like a year old at this point. And uh, I said, you know, so how's it going? You know, what's whatever? And he goes, he goes, it's fine. You know, once you just give in to the fact that you're not going to sleep, it's fine. <laughs> and I was like, that's a really good point. <laughs> like, you don't know, stop resisting. It's like yeah. when you go out in the rain and it's pouring and you're trying not to get wet. Like, oh, it's impossible because yeah. it's just like going everywhere. And you're like, just give in. That's me. You just got yeah. to give in and you're going to get wet. You're going to get tired. You're going to be tired. And if you can just give in and try to stop resisting, you'll, um, it'll be easier. And that's the last positive thing I will say about
0: nighttime feeding. <laughs>
1: that's all it deserves. That's it. That's it. That's as much positivity as nighttime <laughs> nursing deserves. Yeah. So
0: Absolutely.
1: Now, we can get into this shit now.
0: Yeah. One thing I want to start with with nighttime feeds because there is there really is a lot of confusion around yeah. nighttime feeds from the minute your baby is born because people are saying, "Oh, you should wake your baby up every 2 hours even during the night. You should set alarms. You should um, you know, let them sleep like people are telling you all different things and you're just not sure like what is the right thing to do and people ask me that all the time should i be waking my baby during the night should i be not waking my baby during the night what am i supposed to do i hear different things and i always tell people and this could be different than what your pediatrician says but it probably isn't cuz i think this is pretty much typical around the board that newborns so newborns we know newborns are really sleepy um They don't necessarily wake on their own for feeds very well in the first couple weeks of life. So you kind of need to be the one that stays on top of that. So unfortunately, in that first like two weeks or so, you probably should make sure your baby's feeding like every at least three to four hours during the night. It doesn't have to be every two during the night. But until your baby gets back up to birth weight, you probably want to like at least make sure you're like waking up, you yourself are waking up around the three hour mark to make sure you can feed your baby. Um, once your baby gets back to birth weight, which usually is within like about two weeks or so, I would say just let your baby sleep until they wake you up at that point. As long as your baby's feeding pretty frequently during the day, then they can stretch it out a little bit at night. If, if, the, if they will do it, then let them do that. But when they are newborn it is not good for your baby to sleep six or seven hours during the night. It's just not, it's not what they're supposed to do, but they might do it if you leave them alone, but they're not, that's not good for their, for their weight gain.
1: Yeah. And this is, so, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I just want to say like, cause we say like, follow your, follow your baby's lead, you know, duh, duh, duh. but like also remember our last week's episode of the fourth trimester where your baby is so extremely immature right now. Like your baby is not you can't just follow this baby's lead. this baby does not know even like instinctually to to wake up and eat you know you you you're you have to be there, you're guiding this ship right now,
0: yeah, and then as they get older, yeah, like they they will be able to identify their own hunger cues and things like that, but in the very beginning, it really just is not it's, it's not the best thing. Um, so, you know, definitely take it upon yourself to make sure that they are waking during the night. And then after that, like I said, after that, if they'll sleep a few hours, then great. Um, so a couple of the things, and I know I'm sure you have a lot of nighttime stuff too, to talk about, but one of yeah. the other things that comes up a lot, like sometimes people will be like, Oh, you know, maybe the baby's like a month. Right. And they'll say the baby slept, you know, six hours last night. I'll be like, that is amazing and it must've felt great. And, you know, we definitely celebrate that because we celebrate any little like, okay, if you can get a little extra sleep, that is fantastic because that's what we want from you, for you. But don't expect that now that's all your baby's going to do. Like they might go back to that every four hours again. Like they're very inconsistent and that is very normal. So don't think there's something wrong with your baby if they do like a six hour stretch and then you never see them do that again for another month and a half. That is totally normal. And I think we always feel like, all right, what happened that day that made them sleep that six hours? Let me duplicate that whole day, right?
1: Jesus, a new parent just suddenly becomes like a witch. And it's just yeah. like, here, I have this, this spell. What was it? How can I remember what went into this like cauldron of magic and you're trying <sighs> to recreate everything, follow your steps. Oh, I stepped over here. <laughs> I remember right I touched this book. I, do you know, I went over here, I said this and I, you know, we did the, you're, you <laughs> yes, I yeah. remember what did we, we what, uh, yeah. did? what did we do that day. What was it that we did? What do we do? When we woke up and the whole entire day, the right before bed, let's recreate it. What did they eat? What? Did, well, no. That's later, but, but yeah, yeah. It's, yeah you're going to be trying to recreate it and it's not something you didn't do something magical. It just, sometimes they're, you know, in a lull of like development or, you know, something like that and they'll sleep a little longer, but that's not
0: going to last. Oh, it's, and not it's, last. it's so, yeah. It's so inconsistent. Babies are so inconsistent And
1: and I think it's important, too, because a lot of people, this is where a lot of people, especially when this starts to go on for months and months and months and months and years, um, are like, okay, I need to I need to night wean. And how do I wean? How do I, you know, and and the the cautionary tale about that is is that it's not a feeding problem. It's not that it's not nursing is not keeping your baby up. So you can wean, but your baby's still going to wake up because they are just not developmentally ready to sleep for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to, you know, you're going to remove the feed. And honestly, in my opinion, what I always felt was like I was taking the easiest solution, which is still hard, but I was taking that easiest solution away. Because then you're gotta, you then kind of up, you have to rock, you have to do all these things to try to replace the nursing. The baby's going to be upset. And, you know, nursing in a lot of ways is, for me, I'll say, I'll speak from my own experience, is at least the easiest way to calm them at night. Once you understand that taking that away is not going to just make them sleep longer, then you're like, oh, okay, mm, okay. I'm just going to lay down. And this is where we get into this conversation of like, how do we create a safe co-sleeping environment? How can we create this this bed to be a safe place for baby to sleep? And then you can lay down and nurse your baby. And I have tons of things to say about that too. Yeah. Should we take a break and then we'll... Sure. Let's take a break okay. and then we'll all say the tons of things that we have to say. Okay. Perfect.
0: Uh, we'll plan. be right back. Good plan. Good plan.
1: Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The original milk saver is designed to wear on the opposite breast while breastfeeding. But sometimes we are leaking in between feedings when we're on the go or at work. The Milky's milk saver on the go is a discreet and comfortable breast milk collection system that requires zero effort on your part. You simply slip them into your bra while while your milk collects inside them. When you're ready to empty them, you pour your collected milk into a storage bag and add that to your stash. Or you can use it for any of the dozens of uses of breast milk. They cannot be seen under your clothes. They are small enough to carry in your purse and they're reusable. These can also be used to protect your sore or cracked nipples while they heal as they create a small opening and protect the area around your nipples. Save your precious breast milk, money, and the environment by cutting down or even eliminating the use of breast pads. Breast milk is worth saving. Check out the Milky's Milk Saver on the go at fairhavenhealth.com and use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Solid Starts. The Solid Starts Bundle is a collection of guides and videos that answer all of your questions about introducing solids. The First 100 Days Guide gives you a meal plan for each day for 100 days and helps you introduce new foods and allergens along the way. The 50 Fantastic First Foods for Babies Guide helps you decide which nutritious foods to start with and how to serve them. And the 25 Foods to Never Feed Your Baby Guide educates on common choking hazards and how to safely serve first foods. Solid Starts has coined the term finger food first and is based on baby led weaning, allowing your baby to explore your family's favorite foods in the safest way possible. Our friends at Solid Starts have a special gift for you badasses. You will receive the 50 Fantastic First Foods for Babies Guide totally free by heading to solidstarts.com. Put that 50 fantastic first foods for babies guide into your cart and then enter code badass50 and it's totally free. And you can also check them out on Instagram at solidstarts. And all of our sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and also at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com. You will find all of our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, which is pushing 300 at this point, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. So, what direction you should we go start? In here? Cause... Okay.
1: I don't know. I can just stop well, talking. <laughs>
0: There's so for what I definitely want to make sure I get this out. So we're kind of skipping around. But one of the questions that I get a lot is when your baby does start to sleep longer, if that does happen for you, if you're one of those people where like, okay, your baby's sleeping a little bit longer, people always ask, should I still pump? Should I get up and pump? What do I do about pumping? Is my supply gonna go down? Like there's so many worries about that because we know that those nighttime feeds, right? Like make your make your milk supply um more. Abundant. Yes. But if your baby is sleeping, I want you to do what your baby's doing. And I know that goes against what, you know, most Google says, but I really want you to do what your baby's doing because you don't need to get up and stimulate that milk supply if your baby is sleeping because your baby doesn't need that milk overnight if they're sleeping. If you want that milk because you're returning, you know, you're back at work and you're, you know, trying to keep a stash up or whatever and you want to get up and pump, then great. But if your baby's sleeping, then you're just going to be up stuck up pumping for the rest of your life. Well, probably not the rest of your life, but for a long time. So I would say give that you know if you can let that go or if you need help like figuring out how to let that go then definitely you know talk to a lactation consultant but don't feel like like at this point your supply is as well established like in the very beginning we say yes you need to have those night feeds when your baby is newborn because you know cuz a lot of times people will say can't somebody else feed the baby at night I really want to sleep We need those night feeds overnight because you are establishing a milk supply. So, those night feeds are super important because your baby is feeding at night and we need your body to realize your baby's feeding at night. We need to make sure that your supply is being established. But several months in, you can get away with like sleeping a little longer if your baby is sleeping. So, if your baby's getting up to eat, then yes, you need to like make sure you're stimulating that supply overnight. If your baby is sleeping, you get to sleep too. Don't don't wake up and just a pump by yourself in the middle of the night. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And you're and you're probably going to hear what I heard and I've shared on this podcast before. Cause they always ask you this. What is the longest stretch that your baby sleeps at night?
0: Oh, uh, who is like the go, doctors, like pediatricians yeah, and stuff? Or yeah. 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 I'm yeah.
1: always going to ask that.
0: Yeah, they do. And
1: I remember saying like, I don't know, two hours. And this doctor looking at me so confused and being like, that's that's very strange because he should be sleeping like 12 hours at night now. I mean, he this was like the first pediatrician, too. So he was like very young. He should be sleeping 12 hours at night. And I, I was like. <laughs> that's insane. I was stunned. And I was that's completely insane. Mm-hmm. That is a completely insane number, and she was dead serious. And she and and I went on feeling like something was
0: wrong. Yeah, you I was know? Just about I was like, to say, really... doesn't that make you feel like something's wrong? Like you're doing something Absolutely. wrong? I'm yeah. like,
1: oh my god, he shouldn't be waking up this much at night. This is crazy. Like this is not even normal. He's like, he won't sleep. This is and and it would it would cause us so much stress because it's just wrong. And you know it's 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 not fun to hear like your baby's going to wake up. I mean, your baby might wake up every thirty minutes, it might make wake up every hour, and we could talk about that in a second too. But and 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 that just seems that seems insane. And you're pro- if that's happening to you, and you're, you're you're like oh my god, this is just something is wrong. But this unfortunately is normal. And it, and it makes you feel worse in a way because it's like, oh, God, I have to just deal with this. But also, like, nothing's wrong with you.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, finding out that things are wrong with you and, and thinking that is so stressful. But let's think about this, too. What about when you're having your babies in a growth spurt and your babies just, you know, we had these episodes about distracted babies. Your baby's distracted all day. They're not nursing. Oh, my God, my baby's not going to nurse. Well, guess when your baby's going to nurse? <gasps> Nighttime. That baby, yeah, that baby is still getting all the milk they need, which we talk about in that in those episodes, but they're getting it at night. So that night, those night feeds, you know, you, you also hear like your baby shouldn't have to feed at night. Your baby shouldn't have to feed this many times at night. That's not true for all babies. No, it's That not. is not true. And what about, what about also something else we don't talk about very much? What about breast storage capacity? Right. What if your breasts just, you, what if you're making, you know, a normal amount of milk for your baby, but your breasts just don't hold as much milk as somebody else's breasts, and so your baby eats more frequently? Mm-hmm. You go, well, how come my friend's baby eats every three hours, but my baby needs to eat every hour? Well, you have different bodies. That baby yeah, gets more milk, different. and it's not about size of your breasts. That's not no. That's not what it's about. Your breasts just hold. They they make milk and need to be emptied more often. Everybody everybody has a breast storage capacity, and that's the amount of milk that your breast is able to hold before it needs to be emptied. And if your bra- if your baby is drinking frequently, that's probably what's going on. Also, they just. There's also, also breastfeeding is so much more than food. Yes.
0: And nighttime is hard for babies.
1: Yes. I, I think I've talked about this before that, um, there's this do- Dr. Jen for kids. She's a pediatrician and an IBCLC and she's fantastic. And, um, I have connected with her many times and she has this, um, article I'll try to, we'll link it in the show notes. It's called, I can't remember what it's called. um, It's something about tigers and it's all about how like your baby doesn't know that there's not tigers around. Yeah. Like nighttime is very scary. Like your baby is very, very much connected to like early humans with like literal predators Mm -hmm. around and your baby is just wired to be needing safety and security at night more. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, always, obviously. Nighttime is, we're all kind of wired to think that nighttime is a dangerous time.
0: We also know, I mean, babies are, you know, their systems are immature and they don't have those sleep cycles. They don't have circadian rhythm. They get melatonin yeah. from your milk. Like they just, you know, and that what, that's what helps them, you know, figure out their sleep cycles, but they have very different sleep cycles than we do. Um, they just, they don't have circadian rhythm like we do. This stuff is very new. So the waking up is very normal. And I know that like when people, you know, when they plan to have a baby and... Are, you know, are planning this baby and are preparing for a baby. We know that the, you know, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna be up at night. But I think what people expect is that you're gonna wake up, you're gonna feed your baby, and 15 minutes later, everybody's gonna be back to sleep. And when it doesn't work like that, I think that becomes very frustrating to everybody in the house. Plus, it's the middle of the night and everything's worse in the middle of the night anyway. Totally. But I would often get people that tell me, but during the night, Get the baby up and they're not, you know, they're just, or I I go to, you know, feed the baby and I, you know, I change them and then feed them and then they doze off and then they poop again. So then I got to feed them again and then, or then I got to change them again and then they're awake again. And then I, so I feed them a little bit more to relax them and get them back to sleep. And then once I get them swaddled and put them down and then, you know, he spit up a little bit and then, so by the time all that happens, it's like, two hours have gone by, right? Right. And it's like, this isn't a feed problem though. You know, like I know that everybody feels like, like if I wasn't breastfeeding, this wouldn't be happening. But this is baby stuff. Like this is just normal baby stuff. And there's really no way, your baby does settle after a while. But in the very beginning, yes, they poop in the middle of a feeding. You know, yes, they're going to spit up a little bit. You know, Well, some babies don't, but mine always did. So you're going to like maybe get a little, you know, have to change them or have to whatever you're doing with them in the middle of the night, or they're not going right back down again. Um, That is really normal. And what I always, sometimes I just want to say to parents, like this is a societal issue. I feel like I say that all the time. It is just a societal issue. Like we, we think that babies should be doing one thing. And when they actually act very baby, like they act just like normal babies, then we think it's abnormal. But at the same time, we're like, but this baby needs to sleep because I have to go back to work or because my partner needs to go back to work and I don't have the help anymore. My partner went back to work. I don't have help overnight and I'm up for every single feeding and this is hard for me and I need the baby to sleep. And it's like, we're trying to make these babies fit into a certain mold that isn't realistic because our society wants something different for us. And that is a really frustrating piece of this because we have zero control over this. Like, none. We can't control any of this at all. And it just becomes very overwhelming. Yeah. That is the
1: absolute bottom line on this conversation. That Mm -hmm. it's just, this is a societal issue. It is not, it's not you. You're not doing something wrong. You're not, there's nothing wrong with your baby. It's that we have demands on us from this system that just don't fit with what our actual biological needs are and your baby's biological needs.
0: Mm -hmm. So just know it's not you. Oh, it's not you. But one thing that happens, and I'm sure Abby's going to get into this is that sometimes we tend to get so tired in the middle of the night that we're just like, Oh my God. And you just end up putting the baby in bed with you. Like I have so like how many people have said to you, I didn't plan to co-sleep. I didn't plan to bed share. And then we ended up doing it because I was just so tired and it was the only way we could all get sleep.
1: Yeah, or people do it and they say, no, we don't bed share. It's like, well, why does the baby sleep? Well, you know, they sleep in their own... We sleep in the bassinet or the crib, but then we get up and then I lay down. And then, and then, and then, and then it's like, so you're sleeping with your baby. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you don't plan on it. So it might not right. be the safest place. Or you say, yes. I'm going to go out to the couch and feed the baby. Oh no. And then, you know, we just fall asleep out there or in the, in the recliner and feed the baby and just fall asleep out there. And then you're not in a safe environment and you think you're doing something good because you don't have your baby in bed with you, but it's not a safe environment. So it just really becomes like, it's just a mess. It just becomes a mess. Yeah. Like, I feel like and nighttime like, is just like a horror movie, man. I know, it's just because like you're so also, much-
1: your brain is just like, I, I feel like you just become obsessed with sleep. When you're tired, you're just, and at night, you're just obsessed with sleep. You're like, I will do whatever. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes to sleep right now. I'll do whatever. And mm-hmm. so, a lot of times, if you are a nursing parent, the thing that you're going to do is latch your baby on because that's where they are the quietest, usually, not always, but, and you just want to lay down and go to sleep too. Except the reason why you want to do that is not because, you know, of something strange, but that's how humans have always slept. Humans have always slept with their babies. Humans have always had babies close at night. Humans have always nursed through the night. And so, you are It's not, you're, you're, it's, people are not going to stop doing this either. People are not going to stop and you're not going to stop and you don't have to stop. But what you have to do is create this safe environment for your baby. So there's a whole, you know, checklist on uh, how you can set up a safe sleep space for your baby in your own bed so that you can sleep there comfortably. And this will include things like, you know, removing excess pillows and fluffy blankets and possibly putting your mattress on the floor or having some kind of, um, bear. I mean, like we had our mattresses on the floor for a really long time and it was so much better. And some people that is just an absolutely, they will not have that. They're just like, no way. will I put my mattress on the floor. Like, that's just like aesthetically like something they won't do. And like, I got over that real quick. I was like, this is going to help me sleep. And so this is what we're doing. And, um, you know make sure that there's no cracks and crevices between like the wall and the bed or in between mattresses if you have mattresses pushed together like we do um and you know of course you can't be drinking and unfortunately you can't be smoking either as a lot of people don't know and you must be nursing and all of these things Th- this is a very limited list there's we'll put the link in the in the um show notes to the Either the episode that you can listen to, but also just the Dr. James McKenna. Everybody knows that I'm his biggest mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to send him an email and ask him to be on the podcast.
0: You should. Oh my God. That'd be amazing.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine? I'd be acting like I'm talking to like Billy Joe Armstrong or something. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I'll, yeah, there's like, he has a whole like little page on his website where you can just look, check that off and set it up. And if you don't think you're going to use it and you're just like, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't care. I'm, I don't demand people to do things right now, but I'm talking to you. Yes, you, you set it up. Just do it. Because when you fall asleep with your baby. You can know that you're in a safe place. Mm-hmm. And you can be in a safe place so that you just are and no one's getting hurt. Because going to the rocking chair, like Diane was saying, going to the couch, doing these funky things to try to convince yourself that you're not bed sharing is far more dangerous. There are cracks and crevices for the baby to fall into, suffocation hazards, and also keeping your baby near you we think of this as so dangerous and we have to take all these risks away but this is actually the safest place for your baby. This is where your baby is your baby's body temperature, your baby's uh vital organs are being regulated by ba- laying next to you. You this is a this is a sids uh protective f- factor co-sleeping is and You're able to monitor your baby and their breathing is regulated. And this is just a beautiful thing that is actually the way that humans were, you know, designed to sleep. And so you set that up safely and then you've got it. And here's one of the things from a person who, oh, oh, I, um, there was a message recently. I got a message from somebody on Instagram and, uh, she was like, she was like, oh my God, I was just listening to this episode where you talked about how long you nursed your babies and you should talk about that more often because I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people don't know. So I nursed Jack until he was six and a half years old. And then I nursed Exley until he was five. And so obviously I nursed them until they stopped and they do stop on their own. It's going to yeah. be older than you think, maybe older than you want. And of course, weaning earlier than that is fine. But I have nighttime nursing experience. And one of the biggest challenges for me was being comfortable. Like laying on your side and not being able to like shift and roll for me was so extremely uncomfortable. And so there's a little some tricks that I'm going to share with you, and we are running really long. Scroll <laughs> we'll through them really fast. <laughs> um, so getting pillows behind your back so that you can kind of rest. Um, and shifting and finding, finding ways to shift. Oh, a pillow between your knees too and a pillow behind you will give you a lot of needed support and learning how to shift and because you're going to want to like bake the other side as my husband always says it. <sighs> you want to like switch to the other side so you can either grab your baby and roll the baby over top of you and then lay them down next to you on the other side or sometimes what I did was just climb over the baby
0: -hmm. You know,
1: leave the baby laying there and then like climb over them and then put the other boob in their mouth. Yeah. Some people can nurse from both boobs on one side. And I, I, I don't know. I was never able to do that. That was really uncomfortable. Um, Also, I feel like we need to mention, I don't know if we mentioned this, but how different, different breast milk is at night.
0: Oh, yeah. It is.
1: There's a lot to this topic. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That um maybe we'll do a part two.
0: <laughs> you might all have to stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, night times are just like I said, there's melatonin in your milk. Um, so when you feed at night, your baby is getting that melatonin, which helps to set their circadian rhythms. Like there's just there's a lot that happens with those night feeds. Um, and babies just this is just what they do and i know that there's a lot of you know people out there that really think that after a certain amount of months your baby should be sleeping all night but that's just not typical it might happen but it's not typical and then you know you might get into those phases like i said they're going to sleep longer stretches and then they're going to hit a developmental stage where they're not going to sleep anymore so you have to kind of be prepared in your head that it might not last um some people say too, oh, once they start eating solids, they'll sleep. Once you, Mm-mm. you know, give them food and they'll sleep. Those things can be dangerous. And it's there's no research behind that. So don't expect I mean, we were talking about me and a couple of other colleagues, other lactation consultants were talking about this recently because somebody um we saw some some you know lactation consultant or something post that, like, oh, you want your baby to sleep longer? Eat these high fat foods, have them eat these high fat foods. Oh. And it's like there's no, you know, there's no information behind that, and um, I kind of called out one of, you know, one of our, my like, one of our lactation consultant friends, and was like in our little group chat, and I was like, you can attest to this, right? Because her baby's two and has slept through the night one time in two years. <laughs> yeah, and she goes, and he eats like a monster. So, yeah. like, don't tell me that feeding your kid more is, you know, fatty foods is going to make them sleep at night because that's not the case. And he's two, so it's like that's normal, and most people will tell you, don't expect your baby to sleep through before like that age, really. I mean, it's just yeah, that's I mean it's kind of I, developmentally how it is yeah
1: they're not they are not developmentally now everybody has different experiences, but if you have a toddler or even a I, I'll say my children did not sleep through the night without waking up to nurse or to for something. find me or for something until they were, you know, four or five. Yeah. And that's bad news for some people. But there are things that you can do. You can create boundaries at night. You can do a couple of things along the way to help um, create some of this, you know, nighttime environment that you want. And maybe that can be our part, too, to this.
0: Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. Yeah, so stay tuned. Yes. And so we threw
1: a whole bunch of information at you today. And so please send us um, some information or questions that you have that we can add to this part too if you have questions or need further information on.
0: Yeah. Like what your situation is. You know, yeah. um, if you really feel like you're struggling with that nighttime stuff, then we'll talk about it. Cool. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.